0: This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, federal workers involved in the lawsuit over the 2013 shutdown could soon see some results for their long wait. Yet another lawsuit from the American Federation of Government Employees. And federal employees can soon get free training on filing grievances online. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's edition of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. Light at the end of the tunnel for those calculating the damages owed to federal employees involved in the 2013 government shutdown. Lawyers for federal employees have to gather payroll for only 38 more of the 25,000 claimants who opted into the lawsuit to figure out how much they'll receive. That's 30 fewer claimants than the previous month. Consultants involved in the class action lawsuit have been working for months to figure out what feds will eventually receive. A judge ruled back in 2017 the government was wrong to delay pay to employees who worked during the first week of the 2013 government shutdown. Another lawsuit is filed by the American Federation of Government Employees in Federal District Court. The union this time is challenging the Federal Service Impasses panel over its May decision to rewrite 12 articles of the Social Security Administration's collective bargaining agreement. The panel is supposed to have seven presidentially appointed members. It only had six at the time the panel ruled on the SSA contract. AFGE says the panel's May ruling is invalid because the members who made the decision were improperly appointed to their positions. The Equal Employment Opportunity Commission will host free online training on the agency's new online filing system for federal sector complaints and appeals. EEOC expanded its public portal to the federal sector late last month. It allows federal employees and applicants to file and manage their requests for hearings and appeals of their EEO complaints. Online training runs on August 29th from noon to 115. Interested employees can sign up in advance on the EEOC's website. The Army Research Office is turning to artificial intelligence to make better batteries. The office teamed up with Cornell University to create AI bots to solve small problems in material science. ARO says the experiment shows that AI can be used in unusual ways to help solve engineering problems. The goal is to find a catalyst for oxidized methanol. Methanol can be stored easier than hydrogen in batteries and therefore can help make them smaller or last longer. Need an airplane part? Just click print. The Air Force is using cutting-edge technology to repair aircraft. Federal News network Scott Massioni explains.
1: The 60th Maintenance Squadron at Travis Air Force Base in California is the first field unit authorized to use a 3D printer to fix aircraft. Airmen can now download blueprints to create hard-to-find parts. So far, those parts are only for non-structural areas. The items the squadron has printed off for replacements haven't exactly been glamorous, though. The first approved project printed latrine covers for the C5M Super Galaxy. The covers usually take a year from the time they're ordered until they've been delivered. The squadron printed two in 73 hours. I'm Scott Massioni.
0: Hill Air Force Base in Utah is recognized by the Energy Department for its energy and water conservation efforts. The annual Federal Energy and Water Management Award honors federal facilities, which make outstanding contributions to energy efficiency, water conservation, and the use of renewable energy. Nuclear power moves up a few notches on the agenda of the Energy Department. More now from Federal News Network's
2: Tom Temin. DOE stands up a demonstration center to examine new technologies for reactors. The center was authorized by the Nuclear Energy Innovation Capabilities Act, enacted last year. It'll be led by the Idaho National Laboratory with a $5 million appropriation for fiscal 2020. Manufacturers will demonstrate new concepts and test their performance with a focus on modular and micro-reactors for use in remote or small delineated areas. I'm Tom Temin. And after 37 months, the Washington Monument is set
0: to reopen to the public again on September 19th. The building was closed for the long period of time back in August of 2016 due to issues with its elevator systems. Along with the elevator, there's also a new security screening facility for visitors. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com, search Federal Newscast, subscribe to the Federal Newscast on iTunes or Podcast One, and follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White.